This is the Christian artist. What? This really? Is crazy. You know what Whoa. we do here? We honor Christ through creativity. Some of the random change. I don't know. I just felt like switching it up today. Hmm. I guess this is only two people. Yeah. It's just us today in the room of podcasting, which is not the same room we usually do it in, but it is the room of podcasting today. Whenever we do a podcast, that becomes the room of podcasting. No matter where we are or what we do, Jesus will still love us. I don't really know where that went. Probably going to cut some of that out, but that's okay. So Connor, how's life going? It was pretty good a second ago. <laughs> Until I just started saying random things. Yep. And then your voice cracked. Yes, it did. Very badly. <laughs> this is fun. You're just embarrassing yourself. Uh-huh. We need people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really awkward to just be sitting in a room by ourselves, talking to each other. And you, in theory. But you're not here. And we miss you. Whoever you are. <laughs> That's really strange. I've probably never even met some of the people. Probably not. Hey, you know what, guys? If you listen to this podcast, you should send us a message on one of the social networks that we're on and actually tell us that you listen to it because we don't know who you are. We know that some people listen to this. We don't know who they are, though. So give us some feedback, please. That would be uh, appreciated. That'd be awesome. Just just think about this. If you made a pie, this beautiful sugar-coated, frosting-on-top pie, cherry pie, okay? And you made it for a ton of people, and only... And, like, no, no, and then you left the room, uh, and then you, you came back, and the pie was gone, and then you asked everybody, hey, who, who ate the my, pie, uh, and how pie? was it? And nobody said anything to you, that's but depressing. you know the pie is gone. It, that's a depressing thing. This is how we feel every single week. This podcast is our pie. And you have been eating it and not <laughs> telling us. We didn't even leave it for you. I don't even know how good the pie is. <laughs> yeah, like, who are you to eat our pie? You have to earn the right to eat my pie. <laughs> I think we've taken this you can listen to metaphor hat, as but... <laughs> long, as far as we can take it. Um, and we should probably just dive into the episode. Yeah, probably. But seriously, though, give us some feedback. We, we need human validation. Caleb does. Yeah, that's true. I don't need God's validation. Oh, pull on the guard card. Pull on the deja vu card. That happened last episode. Yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> hmm. So, Connor, what are we talking about today? Morality. We were talking about the, uh, the what's it called? Like the, the phrase, black and white. Like how some people see everything in black and white. Some people see... Shades like, of gray. Yeah, shades of gray, stuff like that. We're talking about, like, that from the, bi the biblical point of view. We're just going to dive right into it and define our terms here to give you guys a, a basis to stay with us as we talk about these concepts. Um, so what exactly are we talking about when we talk about good, evil, morality, all that stuff? I mean, people know basically what we're talking about if they're listening to this podcast. I would assume they'd know that because it is entitled The Christian Artist. And I'm assuming you've at least cursorily read your Bible. What is the right way of looking at things then? Mm -hmm. Is it 
should you th- see everything as black and white, or should some things be gray, or should you yeah, see are, everything as shades of gray? Mm-hmm. Are there are there gray areas um, in our lives? Are people or, gray? Because mm-hmm. there, there are two camps on this. Um, you know, you could say that you know everything is either a good or a bad action that you are taking. Every every object or thing or concept or event is either good or bad. Um, and then, you know, the other camp would be like, well, there are gray areas and not everything is as simple as that, you know. And there are often points of contention between those two radical viewpoints. And uh, as always, it's not that simple to just say everything is black and white or everything is a gray area. You really have to dig into that and define what you mean by that. Because making blanket statements can often confuse people as to what you mean. So let's let's name these then. We're, we, me and Caleb just paused the podcast and are like, okay, let's name don't, these. Connor, people. don't don't ruin their illusion. We do this all in one take. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Uh huh. Everything right. in one take. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go through some quick categories of uh, just different beliefs about this subject, and you know, categorize these people with pithy names that we have come up with um, <laughs> to cement them in your cement them in your mind. All right. So first, we have the people who believe that there are gray areas. Um, Specifically, where the Bible doesn't touch on them. So, like, you know, driving a car, as we mentioned before, uh, that's not a you know good or bad thing because the Bible doesn't say anything about driving a car. Um, and though we're gonna call those people the traditionals, the traditionals. I might echo that. The traditionals. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna echo that. And then we have the next category of people who believe that some things have a bit of good and bad in them at, you know, at all at once. That, you know, a specific thing can be a little bit of good, a little bit bad, mostly just neutral. Um, those people we're going to call the yin-yangs. The yin-yangs. And then we have the people who believe that everything is black and white no matter what. And so, you know, they say, they look at marriage, the act of marriage. Is either all good or all evil. As in, like, no matter what, if you're getting married, no it matter is, what the circumstances, getting married is either good or bad. Depending on their viewpoint. Yeah. And that people might be less specific with that. Like, mm-hmm. every single time, you know, a non, I don't know, like, any time a non-Christian gets married, that's absolutely evil. That's mm-hmm. a terrible example. But, like, we might be more specific with, mm-hmm. or less specific with how they file things, but there are some people who, no matter what the circumstances, one thing is always either good or bad. Yeah. And we're going to call those people the all-or-nothings. The all-or-nothings. I think we're probably going to use mine for that. What? And then we have the situationalists. Ah. Yes. Clever girl. I like that name. Um, where and this is where me and Connor fall into, and it is every. Actually, spe- I don't think we really fall into this. I'm pretty sure we stand on it. Oh, oh, nice. Basically, we believe that every specific action is either black or white, good or evil. Um, and so you know, just making a blanket statement and saying every time a non-Christian gets married is bad is, or even every time like. A non-Christian gets married to a Christian is like a sin. That is not necessarily good or bad. We believe that every specific situation is 
Don't use the word specific. That's the other guys. The specifics? That's the other guys. No, that was us. Oh, that was us? Yeah. Oh. My bad. What were we called again? The situation. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. It makes it sound more legitimate. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so basically we believe that every single specific situation is either a good thing or a bad thing, depending on the, both you know, your intentions and the actual act that you're performing and many other factors. And so you can't just say, you know, that killing someone is wrong or, you know, anything like that because there are very specific scenarios in which that might be the good thing to do, um, depending on, you know, many different factors. And so we're going to dive into that. How are we going to dive into that? Um, preferably with a double backflip and then a perfect swan dive. Mm. Do you have a few verses for us? I do, but I can find them again. This, this verse in particular is in context where Jesus was um, talking to the, well, not really talking, he was kind of yelling at the Pharisees. <laughs> okay, so I learned an awesome word today um, that basically perfectly describes what Jesus did to the Pharisees all the time and it's called castration. castration. No, it's cast- castration. <laughs> it's cast- castration. <laughs> it's cast. Connor. Castigation? Castigation. Uh. <laughs> and basically, it's it's it means like um, chastisement, punishment, discipline, stuff like that. Except in like oh. speaking, so you are castigating someone. It's basically like a harsh <laughs> reprimand, which is exactly what Jesus did to the Pharisees. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it was really really interesting because I was reading an article today about that whole thing, and I came across a really really interesting quote, and it goes like this. People will point out Matthew 7, 1 and tell you to be more like Jesus, except in all the places where he castigated people. Hmm. So they're talking about love and how, you know, you're supposed to be nice to everyone, except that's not, being nice to everyone is not what we're called to do. It, being loving towards everyone, sure, but love is a much broader term than just being nice. And nobody can perfectly describe love. Yeah. Because all, God is love and yeah. God is incomprehensible. <laughs> yep. So at least, anyway, at least fully. Yeah. So anyway, back to the topic at hand. Um, Matthew twelve thirty says, "He who is not with me is against me, and he do and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad." So right there, Jesus draws the line, and it's not a draw. He doesn't draw a line in the sand. He draws the line between two different terrains. It's it, there is no line, you know, halfway in between anything. It's either a line in the sand, or it's it's a line between the sand. And like the rocks, like there is no division. It's the division of the two terrains, not the division of sand. Hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I mean, and that's where people, you know, don't really understand things is that people are always trying to draw a line in the sand. Is how I'll, we'll describe people's morality. Is they're trying to draw a line. You know, they're trying to go. They're trying to go into the sinking sand of the world and draw a line on this morality when we are not standing on the word of God as our foundation for morality. They're trying to go into the sand and be like, "Well, we can't. We can only go this far in the sand." Well, really, you're not supposed to be in the sand at all. Playing in the sand is bad, children. Very (laughs) bad. Not not literally. You can play in the sand, but no, you you can get sand in your eyes. And are you really preaching against playing in the sand right now? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, the Bible says. <laughs> the Bible says that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it does somewhere, right? 
Tell that your, well, tell that can, to every child yeah. who lives in Florida. No, no, you Connor. can yeah. <laughs> you you can play in the sand, but you can't build your house on the sand. There you go. Where, That's just not is, wise. Yeah. Where is that found? Uh, one of the gospels, I believe. Really? <laughs> I don't remember what gospel, but we should move on. That this we're going. Well, okay. Well, I'm, we're not going to be able to find this, but um, I'll like in, in the, time, I'll put it in the liner notes. Yeah, but um, the. Verses that are talking about not building your house on the sand. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to build your house on the rocks. And that's that's how we come at this morality issue, mm-hmm. is that everybody's trying to drive the everybody draws their own lines in the sand. But if you're standing on the rocks, there are no lines. You can't it's really hard to move rocks. <laughs> it's really hard to draw a line yeah. with any rock. So it's impossible. Especially when and the rock the is God. We're, yeah. We're not supposed to <laughs> he draw. has rock hard abs, man. Oh yeah. You know that's right. He was a carpenter. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much he used his core for carpentering, but yeah. I mean, he probably. I think probably we're, we're, we're uh, straying into the realm of sacrilege. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, you, it's very not, not only you know impossible to draw in the sand or not in the sand. Never mind. We're not supposed to be drawing lines at all. We're just supposed to be seeing what God has done with morality and supposed to be you know. On God's side, we're not supposed to be on our own side of morality, and that's what you know most ninety percent of Christians do today is they try to draw their own lines, and that's not what we're supposed to do. Another thing we would like to point out is that the biblical definition of sin is not, um, you know, rebelling against God. That's not the biblical definition. It's not of sin. making a mistake. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's missing, missing the mark. That is what the actual missing word. the mark. Say that again. Missing the mark. It's, and that's the definition of the word sin. It is not, basically, it is you are hitting the mark. Either you are going, doing something good or you are not. And so you are doing something bad. Yep. And as, as we specified before, we are not saying that every time you do this one thing, it is bad or good. Though the Bible does have, you know, for the most part, there are, firm foundations into, you know, stealing is wrong. You know, these are generally always just the law, but pretty much something I've been learning lately is that everything with this stuff has to do with your character and your personal relationship with God and not necessarily um, the specific like action you're taking obviously in different situations different actions are going to be appropriate um even if they you know one person one christian might say that is a sin um and i know i'm not recommending that we just justify to ourselves that we can go steal and kill people just because we think that god wants us to that's not what we're saying at all but in every situation there's going to be a good action and a bad action and it is our job to do enough research and to dig into God's word and have um, be communicating with God enough so that we can tell the difference between those things, um, really so that we can call upon God to tell the difference, to help us see sin for what it is, um, and that we have enough uh, wisdom from God's word in our hearts that we can draw upon that wisdom when we need it. I'm going to read some verses from Romans 14. Um, receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to 
not to disputes over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat, and let not him who does not eat judge him who eats. For God has received him. Who are you to judge another servant? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. That is uh, defining a lot of the, you know, the whole conversation about these specific things that are not necessarily good or bad. You can't just say that drinking alcohol is bad. You know what I mean? Like it is specifically for people um, in specific situations with specific circumstances and their specific character that defines whether or not something is good or bad based on their relationship with God. Um, And this has definitely a lot more to do with situations like that than like a situation where, you know, stealing something. I'm pretty sure almost in every single case, stealing something that's not yours is wrong. Well, no, but what if, what if, uh... I'm stealing some meds to help my wife who's dying. And yeah. uh, the, the store is closed. And she's going to die. So I break in. And I'm like, ah, they'll understand. Yeah, but the thing is, continuing to just try to find situations where this will be good or bad is not going to be helpful for us in any sense of the Taking word. Take the coward's way out, eh? Yeah, sure. <laughs> because we're not trying to look for specific situations and say, well, this would be good in that situation. This would be bad in that situation. It's it's This whole conversation is just to get us to think about the fact that we should be striving to make sure we are doing the good, de- making the good decision um, at, at all times because that is the line we should draw. Um, that is the stand we should take. We shouldn't be looking for specific situations where that would be okay or anything like that. Um, we're just, when we get into a specific situation in our lives, we should just be thinking, okay, I need to figure out what is the right thing to do and do it, no exceptions. Okay, here's the verse I was looking for. Okay, so I'm going to read a, a few verses around 14 again, or Romans 14. I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Okay, and then going down to verse 23. Actually, no, verse 22. Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. There's another reason why, no matter what you're doing, like, it's all about the reasons of what you're doing Mm -hmm. and um, what you're actually doing is whether or not you were sinning. But in no case, there's actually only one case that I can think of where God says there is no condemnation no matter what you do mm. with it. Or not no matter what you do. But um, if you do it in faith. No. Um, the, the only instance where you can do something and know that God approves it no matter what mm-hmm. is marrying a Christian. Just, just marrying a Christian. Mm-hmm. There is no condemnation in marrying a Christian or remaining single. There's no condemnation in that. Oh, I see what you're that saying. Is, that is the one case that I can f- 
find in the Bible. That you can find there's, concretely. I'm sure yes. there are different ones that we could... I, that would I be there. So. No, but like that would be... Um, non-condemnable? Non-condemnable. Well, what are you talking about? Because that can't be the only situation where... Because basically you're saying that's a neutral action. Yeah. That's the one, I don't agree no, with that's, that. But no, that's the one point in the Bible that says that. 1 Corinthians 7, that says that. Go to that it. marriage is non, non-condemnable. Oh, it's after Romans, right? The, the point I'm getting to, Connor, is just that I don't think that... I mean, if we're going with our viewpoint on morality... There could be a point where someone, someone, someone's decision. If it is from faith, yeah. Yeah, someone's decision to get married or not get married could be condemned simply because of their yeah, character and they, their situation. Yes, because if they doubt, because if they if they don't have faith, right? They're okay, like, oh, that makes sense. The the one reason that he he yeah, says but that this just here. that just goes right back to our point. Yeah, and so it's not saying that blanket statement marriage is non condemnable. Marriage or singleness is not non-condemnable. It just goes right back into our point where every situation is different and every yeah. person person's choice and where they're coming from yes. is different. Yeah, no, but that's like that's like the only place. Oh no, I know, I see what you're saying though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it's like the, the way only, you the way you phrased yeah. it. It when sounded like it was it, an yes. exception to the rule, but it's really not. Um, what I, what I meant by that was like that's the only place in the Bible where like between two options. Um, Paul and and God advises in here. Um, well, actually, they advise both technically. This is the but thing. For different okay, reasons. Well, is it in Corinthians? Corinthians. Uh, what you ha- what we might have to say in here though is he might just be speaking specifically to the Corinthians though. <clears throat> no, he it's it's not it's not like that. Okay, are you sure? Yeah, but I say to the unmarried and to the widows. He's not saying like to the church, uh, Connor. But you have to understand each of these letters are to a specific church. Yeah, no, but... Yeah, and they had their specific situations that might be tweeted into this. I feel like we'd have to do more research into no, the context no, okay, of the verses. You haven't heard the verse yet, though. Okay, go there's, ahead. Is, there's it. no context where that could be taken as only the people of this church. Okay, go ahead. It's circumstantial still. But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am, single. But if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. So it says that, but it also says... Um, earlier, but I, uh, no, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourself to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of, because of your lack of self-control. But I say this as a concession, not as a commandment for I wish that all men were even as, um, as I myself, but each one has his own gift from God, one in this matter and another in that. Still not what I'm looking for. No, that is what you're looking for. That 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 kind of goes to the point. Yeah. Where he's just talking but about, you know, it's, it's okay to be for. single. It's okay to be married. Yes. Um, no, he's, yeah, he says that. But there's a specific verse where he says, no, you should not get married because then you're... Um, yeah, and that's an, uh, that's advice, not... Yeah, no, he, yeah, I know. As he but said, it's yes, a concession. I know. I'm trying to find yeah, it. Yeah, so basically... And, and that's not, as he said, it's not a, con- not a commandment. And I don't really think it's an imperative statement where you say, you know these are not necessarily condemnable actions or anything like that. It's just the fact that each person has to make their own decision with, with God and, you know, make the decision that is right for them based on their relationship with God. Here, here it is. 
Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment from the Lord, yet I give judgment as one whom the Lord is in his mercy. No. Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment from the Lord, yet I give judgment as one whom the Lord in his mercy has made trustworthy. I suppose therefore that this is good because of the present distress, that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be loosed. Are you loosed from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But even if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. Nevertheless, mm -hmm. such will have trouble in the flesh, but I would spare you. But this I say, brethren, the time is short, so that from now on even those who have wives should be as though they had none. Those who weep as though they did not weep. Those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice. Those who buy as though they did not possess. And those who use this world as not misusing it. For the form of this world is passing away, but I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried carries for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But if but he who is married cares by the things of the world, how he may please his wife. So that's that's kind of yeah. like he like he suggests both things, mm -hmm. and it's like you know have your judgment on that of exactly. what's the best thing for you. Yeah. And so that's what it gets right and, back. Yeah, into. and he says there's no condemnation for either mm -hmm. side. But then again, he's still making a general statement. And that doesn't mean that either one you choose, it, it will not be a sin per se. It's in general, this will not be a sin. You have to you have to figure it out with God and decide what is the best decision. Yes. Decision. Well, yeah, but there like there isn't between um, just the fact of marrying exactly. or staying single. Yeah. There is no condemnation mm -hmm. to that. That's what that's Perfect. what he's saying. Yep. So there's that. That's like but that, the but only... that goes right back into our point. It, mm -hmm. We're not saying that blanket statement these specific actions are condemnable or these specific specific actions are not condemnable or neutral or anything like that. It's every single person in every single situation is faced with a choice between good and evil. And every time, because you have to come back to the fact that you should be honoring God with every decision you make. And if you are not honoring God, you are dishonoring God. And there's no middle ground. Yep. Isaiah 64, 6 says, but we are all like an unclean thing. And all our righteousness, and all our righteousness, righteousness, <laughs> <laughs> and start. all our and all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. So even our good deeds are filthy rags. Mm -hmm. So even even when we try to do everything yeah. good and right, we still fall short of the glory of God. Exactly. So no matter what we're doing, we're sinning. That's what that verse Unless said. it is to the Unless glory of God. Unless it is for the glory of God. Exactly. That is the commandment, to do everything for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking, well, this is way too complicated, I don't even want to do this. Like It's, it's not that complicated. Yeah, it's not. But basically it is just the fact that you need to figure out what is the, the God-honoring decision in this situation yep. and do that with no exceptions. Because this is what you have to realize. Anything you do in this life will not matter if it does not honor God. Yep. It's worthless. It's like a filthy rag. And if, yeah, so if you're thinking, you know, who cares about this? I am forgiven. You know, I shouldn't be worrying about this. First Timothy 2, 2, 6? 6.11. 6.11. 6, 11. But you, O man of God... Flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Pursue mm -hmm. righteousness, godliness. Mm -hmm. So that's what we are called to do as Christians. Yeah. 
And if if you're getting really angry at us, that means we've hit a nerve. And <laughs> you know this is the truth. So, you know, have fun with that. Well, on that. And, and it, this is not a problem with you and us. It's probably this is a problem between you and God. God. Between us and God. Us Because I struggle with this too. We, you struggle with this too. With sinning? Is that... Yeah. <laughs> well, duh. Yeah, I know. No, I'm just like, saying. I'm saying if you're getting angry because, you know... Yeah, yeah, obviously. We're telling you that drawing a line on the sand is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And you have identified yourself with that. Mm-hmm. That is not a problem between you and us. us. It's yeah. a problem between you and God. <clears throat> and to close everything up, okay, it says in Isaiah 5, 20... Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And Proverbs 1.7 says, For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, beginning of wisdom and fools despise wisdom and instruction. Mm-hmm. Or no, the, the... Fools despise instruction. Yes. Yeah, no. no. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools despise wisdom and instruction. It's mm-hmm. knowledge, not wisdom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, a quote that I actually, never mind, it's not a quote. It's just a saying that I have. Um, and I might have said this on the podcast before, but I'm going to say it again because I really like it. Um, there is a very fi- thin line between legalism and holiness. But we as Christians should be striving to walk that line every single day. Because there is a line. There is a line there before you get too far into trying to monitor every single step of everyone else's lives and your life and trying to make sure you are always doing what is right because that you, you get into a point where you are just putting restrictions on things that don't matter that much and you, you just turn so many people off to Jesus. But we as Christians should always be striving to do everything, everything with glo- uh, glory to God in mind. Um, and th- there is no, there are no exceptions to that rule. That that is what we as Christians are called to do every single day. And you, so we all need to be doing our research. We need to be reading our Bible and praying and figuring out what is the right thing to do and do it. Romans is a very good one for this topic, and I'll close it with two verses. Romans six one says, "What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sins that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin?" live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of you, as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. And I actually read six verses. Five. Five verses. Four. Four. Four (laughs) verses. And also one more. Uh, Romans 7, 7 says... What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, You shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. I was alive once without the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment, which was to bring life, I found to bring death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it killed me. Therefore, the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. And the commandment holy, and just, and good. I don't know why I paused like three times there. But yeah. I don't know. I'll add it. Yep. So, 
There you have it. There you go. That wraps up that conversation. Um, I apologize that we didn't get too much into anything relating to art today, but uh, we are recording this on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. This is the Christian artist. Whoops. <laughs> well, but that greatest, is completely the greatest okay. art of all is the Bible. Is the Bible. There you go. Oh. See, we can totally just find a way to tie anything we ever talk about into art, but we won't try to do that all the time. Like... Uh, every once in a while, we'll do a, a topic like this where we just kind of delve into a theological concept um, and stuff like that because because theology is because art. theology is fun. I heard a quote um, from the article "The Networking of Differences That Make a Difference," which talks about um, unity in the church by Guillermo Hansen, is a, a Lutheran theologian, um, and he had a really really good quote um, about theology. Theology is the probing of the language in parentheses mind of the church confronting this church with its own unrealized and receding horizon, the triune God. And that's a mouthful, but basically what it's talking about is theology is probing the, the language that we use in the church, the, the, the thinking that we do in, in, a, in the church body, and confront it with um, its own ever-receding ever horizon, um, the triune God, which means we are always going further away from God. Um, and we need to strive with theology to probe the mind of the church, get us thinking and making sure that we are back on track with what God wants from our lives. You're either growing or dying. Exactly. That's your spiritual life. Mm -hmm. If you're not constantly building yourself up, you're dying. Or constantly filling yourself with God's word, you're dying. Mm -hmm. So yeah, well, we will get into another um, topic we will continue this conversation about morality um, in another podcast and talk more about um, how we can use this in art and just um, moral boundaries in art and different art forms we do and like, you know, maybe in stories, writing characters who do not have good morals and maybe even getting into how do you write morality in a fantasy world that doesn't actually have a god per se and how you even go about doing that. Um, and so we'll probably do that on a future podcast, but for now, we're just going to end it there, uh, because it's Wednesday afternoon and, uh, we usually record these two weeks in advance, but we didn't because of Mother's Day. And so we're late and I'm going to spend the rest of the night editing this. So if it sounds bad, it's my fault. I'm sorry. It's also Connor's fault because we were going to record this on Sunday night and then he Shut left. Shut up. <laughs> Okay, so I guess that's pretty much it. Do we want a hashtag for today? Hashtag read your Bible. No, that could be our hashtag every time. Yep. We should do hashtag the, situa the situationalist. Ah. Hashtag ah. the situationalist. Sorry to say that four times fast. Four, <laughs> four and a half four times fast. Once fast, really. Four and a half times fast. The situationalist, the situationalist, the situationalist, the situationalist, the situationalist. Yeah. <laughs> we, <should end> it. <laughs> we won't though alright so this has been the Christian Artist um, if you want to reach us on Twitter um, our handle is at Christ underscore art underscore show you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show and our website christianartistshow.com thanks for listening guys please give us some feedback and maybe leave a review on iTunes or Anything like that, that would be helpful. Just letting us know that you like what we're doing and um, maybe even let us know if you don't like what we're doing because, you know, it's feedback. We just need anything at this point. Please, just tell us you hate us already. We'd, we'd be fine with that.
We don't like indifference. Be good or evil. Be hot or cold. Don't be lukewarm. We want to spit you out of our mouths. Oh. <laughs> All right. This has been The Christian Artist. My name is Caleb. Hmm. We forgot the intros. Oh, we did. Ah, too bad. So Whatever. Sad. You know who we are at this point. <laughs> my, uh, name is, yeah. my name is Caleb. And my name is Connor. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Or good day or good morning. Wherever you're listening to this. Uh, bye. Okay. So yeah, so I was like talking to this girl and she was like, oh, really? Whoa. Wow, man. That's crazy. Dude. And then, so, you know, I was like, I right. still got half a pie left uh-huh. and the dog's on the floor convulsing.